Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Welcome everyone to MTZ Overflow Podcast. I'm your host here, Cassandra Thorpe, um, with our forever guest, <laughs> Pastor Marcus Allen. <laughs> forever guest. <laughs> How are you, Pastor? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, today we are going to be talking about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, as well as the speech that uh, Pastor gave uh, at the Capitol, Madison mm-hmm. Capitol, um, hosts every year the uh it's it's one of the longest or it is the longest standing i think it is the longest uh, 43 years yeah a celebration of martin luther king jr and uh there were a series of people and uh, speakers that were there but uh we have the honor of having the keynote speaker here (laughs) with us today um so how did that request come to you um i'm not sure Uh i'm not sure at all (laughs) It was just, um, ooh, I forget. Okay. Either late summer, early fall. Mm. I received the email asking me if I would be the keynote speaker uh, for the MLK celebration. Uh, so I, I initially went back and looked and see, is this scam? Is this uh, scam <laughs> mail? Is this yeah. real? And then I, <laughs> and I was like, yo, you sure you got the right person? Yeah. And um, it was like, yeah. So went from there wow how do you prepare for something like that because i know we we talk about sermons and preparation and all of that so how do you prepare for a speech a a commemorative speech at that yeah it was the same process Um, um i just had a little longer and so each week i take time with throughout that week um, to focus on that and really dissecting the theme Mm -hmm. the theme of the um of the day and it was a lot because I had other stuff going on. Mm. <clears throat> I had, um, like, right before, I think we had, like, three funerals. Mm. Um, watch night service, preaching in Milwaukee. Just had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And every time I got in the rhythm of writing for the MLK speech, it was just something else would be piled on. So it took a lot. It took a lot of time. Um, I started listening to his speeches. It, it's a whole playlist on my phone now mm. uh, from uh, on Apple. whole playlist of his speeches. And just listening to him talk and understanding that this was a young man, right? He wasn't old. He mm. was... No, he he was turning the world upside down. What at twenty, twenty six, twenty seven, mm-hmm. eight, thirty years old, and uh, but his the way he used his illustrations, his humor, um, his intentionality, his his formatting. You no, know, that's what I was mm-hmm. listening for. Um, it, it was just remarkable just to listen to how he would speak to the people and encourage, uplift. And also challenge and really state how he was feeling about things and wasn't ashamed, wasn't afraid and had this different approach than most people uh, of nonviolence. And, and that was his approach and that's what he thought was the way. And he stuck to it. Um, and 
he uh i think it was a great man yeah yeah had you studied him much prior to uh being asked to speak not not as much as you know the normal i have a dream speech Mm -hmm. matter of fact i just remember when i was in fifth grade i think i said the speech you did (laughs) yeah Ah. uh but it's you know that's 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 to the highest extent of which we're taught mm-hmm. in public schools when it comes to black history is always just Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King when it's so much more to black history um, than him. But he is the liberator, um, the Moses of our day, I'm a drum major for justice. And so uh, we were grateful. Uh, I was grateful um, just to be selected, um, to be a part of such a great occasion, I think, I think I was the first local speaker that they had ever had. Oh, it's pretty crazy. That's pretty surprising a bit. Yeah. But you know, remarkable as well. For real. No, I only been here seven years. Strong seven. Strong seven. (laughs) Year of complete. (laughs) Shaita. I thought you didn't know numbers. (laughs) I don't know a few. You know a few. (laughs) Everyone knows seven. But uh, but yeah, I was um, I was I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, and as um, if you listen to the speech, when Doctor Overby introduced me, I asked him, "Yo, why me?" Mm-hmm. And um, he said, "It's your time." And so um, I'm grateful. I'm thankful uh, for the favor in which God has placed on my life. Yeah. And I tell my tell y'all all the time, I am God's favorite. And God always take takes care, care of me. You. you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's <laughs> that's just my story, and I'm sticking to it. As you should. Amen. Even the uh, my uh, the pastor that I grew up with, uh, his was um, people were asked how he was doing, and he say, "Too blessed to complain," mm-hmm. and that was his saying. That was right. people always knew him for that, and yours will be, "I'm God's favorite." <laughs> And, and, and this is not on the, on the speech, but the reason behind me saying that I'm God's favorite is so I can leak that upon the members and the listeners. So when they leave from the sanctuary, they can also testify. Mm-hmm. I'm God's favorite. Yeah. Because all of us can be God's favorite mm-hmm. without none of us being shown favoritism. Facts. Mm-hmm. I too am God's favorite. I am God's favorite. He- the fact that he <laughs> is, is um, protecting me on mm-hmm. these snowy, frozen roads of Shame. Madison. Hey. He liked me. Oh, yes. That was his favorite, for sure. I for right. sure. All right. Everybody's here. Let's get into the speech. Okay. Um, you give a shout out to all your people. That's beautiful. You had to let everybody know that you're a grandfather. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Lily Grace. Yes. Eight pounds, three ounces. So Damn. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a bundle of joy. I never thought um, I can ever experience love like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's truly amazing. Wow. Um, I told my other kids, this is the best day of my life. And my daughter, Makaya, suggested, asked the question, um, what about when I was born? I was like, she I said, no, today is. And she was like, you're going to get old. <laughs> At least she told you. She said, you shall be old and, and, and you're not living with me. I'm putting you in a home. So, hey, 
<laughs> well, congratulations Thank to you. you, to uh, the parents. Uh, we're so excited for um, for them starting their family or continuing their family. Oh yeah, um, with with beautiful Lily Grace. Um, so uh, the part of the speech that you really harped on and focused in on uh, is one day. Yeah, this this these two words, one day. I think as we think about this, I won't say I think I, when I think about one day, it's, it's future tense. Mm -hmm. It's not present tense, it's future. And you really challenged us to get into future tense or excuse me, present tense. And so you identify these four areas and I want to expand on those for majority of our talk. Uh, They are faith talk, deceptive talk, vision caster and apathy as it comes to the phrase one day so we'll start with faith talk so your note here says expecting something great to happen one day mm-hmm. now in our christian faith i do believe i feel that our faith is contingent on things that i guess are seen and unseen mm-hmm. so it was very much a, a hope of of things to to come so it's very future casting is that um is that good is that well it's not bad but it's just like as that in relation to one day should we continue to keep faith in our one day definitely that's so when this came to me um i want to say a few months ago when i started really um honing in on on the speech and and I, I just began to think one day, one day, you know, for me, in order for me to get it, I got to read it over and over again. I got to play it in my head over and over again. Then I understand which angle or which direction I want to go from it. And when I was looking at it, I was like, well, one day can be this vision. Right. It can be um, the place where we want to be or we desire to be. At some point in time. Mm hmm. And so in order to get to that one day, I have to exercise or use what I have today in order to experience that one day. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I when I'm talking about the presence tense of that one day, I'm talking about using everything I have today to get me to the day that I'm expecting. Mm. Right. And th- that goes back to. So that's why I says faith talk. Yeah. Because one day, I believe, uh, as Martin Luther King would say, uh, we'll all be able to be together. That a man will be judged by the content of his character and not by the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. That will happen one day. But that take work today mm. to get to that one day. Mm-hmm. And so that's faith talk. That's big faith talk. One day, I want to be a millionaire. One day... I want to get married. One day I want to drive this type of car. One day I want to live in this house. One day I want to get uh, make sure that um, um, there are no homeless people. One day I want to make sure people there are no food insecurities. One day I make sure people have equitable um, housing and health care and education. That That is faith talk. Because if I'm saying that I'm planning today in order to get to that one day. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's also I will suggest or I was suggesting in a speech that there can be deceptive talk, Mm -hmm. which says I go to you actually. Hey, uh, 
um, I need a new house. I don't have enough money. And you and you say, well, well, I'll give you this house, but I'm going to give you a higher interest rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm giving you the house, so you need to be happy with what I have given you mm. and settle for what you have, and you'll get things right one day. I think... I think hopefully um, it also speaks to us that we not allow that deceptive talk to allow us to settle for um, current day shortcomings that I want. I want it all. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and, 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 and I want it. I'm like, no, I want it all now. What's that commercial? It's my money and I want it now. Uh, <laughs> JJ Wentworth, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but, oh yeah. <laughs> but 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 I don't want us to use uh, it, it as deceptive talk. Uh, far as if if I'm um, if I get my report card and or kid get a report card and they got a B on a report card, it's like, well, I get an A one day. Mm. But you're not doing anything today in order to aim towards that one day. And so I don't, I don't want us to use that as a deceptive talk, nor uh, do I want us to look at one day as apathy, where I'm just satisfied, I'm cruising, I'm smooth, I'm cool with today because I have enough. Mm. You feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and, and I don't want us to be satisfied with that. I want us to continue to press towards uh, one day as the vision caster. I want to cast vision with this one day. And that's looking at the theme. I was looking at those two contrasting places that many people get stuck in. Some look at one day as the vision. Some look at it as just, um, I'm a settle for where I am and not try to get to something better. Yeah. Yeah. Turning the, turning it into action. Cause, uh, like, like you've been saying, like one day is there, but we need to take care of today in order to get to one day. Uh, yeah, I'm with it. I think it's hard though, because one day is so it's ambiguous, right? So it's so how do I get to how do I get to a one day today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it takes it takes energy, it takes effort, um, it takes having that vision of one day. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes really being intentional about. Where you where you see yourself going and what you want to see the results of and and just I'm really talking to black people mm-hmm. um, and and then but also talking to everybody that was listening too that don't just tell me we'll get it one day and don't be satisfied with what you have received today yeah and not expect nothing greater to come because one day is really looking out forecasting something greater that's that's how I was looking at mm-hmm. the theme of the day and so. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why you got to give your all today. Yeah. I've been to various uh, Martin Luther King Jr. events over the course of my life. And they all love the the one day. right? Or not specifically the term one day, but like the hope for the one day. Mm-hmm. right? And as I was reflecting this year, as I, I don't want to hear the same conversation again and again mm-hmm. of like one day his dream is still alive maybe which is a whole different question right um, about like one day and it'll happen and maybe like that that's really how it feels and I was like what are the actions what is the energy that can be put towards changing 
today so that one day can happen. And I think there may have been some additional strides, right? Like we were able to um, pay off our mortgage during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, I'm sure that was somebody's one day. Right. And, and that's an actionable piece. Uh, and now we're fundraising for a family life center, which now lives in a one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what are the actions that our community, our members, our city, our state can put towards making the Family Life Center happen truly one day, but not just a idea or a sounds good, right. hope hope it works out for you mm-hmm. type of space. Um, yeah, that's a lot of what I was reflecting on is like what are what are the actions of Dr. King that we're we're doing versus you know celebrating his life and what he did, where he put us, the position he put us in celebrating that but how are we carrying on that legacy it, it goes beyond that january 15th or the third monday of january mm-hmm. that shouldn't be the only day that we think about how do we impact in our community or how are we doing the things to um ensure you know that dr king dream i think the, the speech i have a dream speech lives on because of the hope in which it provides of a world um, where e- everyone coming together and making things happen for each other. Um, it often said, you no know, injustice anywhere is... Is a threat to justice everywhere. Everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so he, he, he was often speaking to everybody, not just black people. Um, and so I think um, it goes beyond that day. And oftentimes we get caught up in that moment just, just looking at that and... When, and as I stated in, in the speech at the beginning of how Mount Zion, that we are very intentional about how we are treating the least, the lost, the left out, and left behind. How we are trying to improve gaps that are in our community, in our families. How we're trying to address issues um, that seem to continue to, to progress in the African-American community when it comes to housing, uh, education, um, mental health, physical health, um, family, foster children. Um, we, we try, we have stuff to focus on all of that. Now we don't meet every need, right? Mm-hmm. Cause there's still other needs that, um, that are outside of our scope or of our ability, but it's good to have other places, uh, like the urban league that focus on economics and focus on jobs and, uh, Nehemiah that focus on reentry and things like that, or mm-hmm. even um, just dang, um, this stuff like that that focus on helping other things that we 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 don't have any expertise in. Yeah. Uh, but we have what we have to be able to continue to help someone get to what we what I'm calling in the speech one day. Yeah. Yeah. Those community resources are so vital. Uh, and maybe that's what helps, right? It doesn't have to be on one person. A community yeah. needs to come together Definitely. to um, make the impact today for one day. Um, shifting, maybe you don't know this or it's not titled anywhere, but you talk about a June 17th speech in 1966. What speech was that? I think there was American Dream. I was listening to it on the podcast. Okay. On the okay. thing, it was American Dream speech. Yeah. I think that's the title title of it. And I, I couldn't find it online to actually quote it, but I saw it 
on YouTube also, and that was the exact date and time that they gave on YouTube. Oh, okay. So for those who, who want to do some searching, uh, it's June 17th, 1966, where Dr. Martin Luther King gave a speech declaring that there are only three words he wanted to state to America. And pastors talk, broke these down all here and now. Were they, was it a sentence? Was it Did he break it up and say, all, this is what all means? Mm-hmm. Here, this like is what here means. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, now. Okay. Yeah, he said all. He want all our rights, and he said we want them all here. We want all our rights here. We don't have to. We don't want. We shouldn't have to move from the south to get these rights, uh, from Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama to get these rights, and then we want them now. And so, yeah, that's what that's those were his three words: all here now. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will commend him. I think uh, at times we can be worried about saying the right things or putting the right sequence of words together. I'm sure he had help. I know he had a, a lot of advisors to, to help him as he wrote his speeches, um, but to make it digestible and, and direct and um, measurable, mm-hmm. I think is uh, that also carries a lot of weight with continuing uh, the longevity of his speeches and how they can continue to be relevant is that the language continues to transcend throughout decades. Uh, and as you stated that you wouldn't be a Baptist preacher if you didn't bring scripture. Had to. So we, we hung out with John a little bit, John <laughs> nine, four. <laughs> uh, and the text says, uh, Jesus declares that I must work for the I must work for the works of Him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but with this text, uh, it actually got me to thinking about how I maximize my day. Before we got on today, uh, I was uh, I was telling a pastor that uh, I was channeling his his energy, his workout energy, as I woke up at five and, and got to the gym, got my workout in, and then and then started my day. Uh, but that uh, not only have I been seeing you do it, but also after listening and then reading the speech and reading this text, uh, understanding how how much more we can do within our days. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we limit ourselves, but we. You are challenging us to to not do that. Uh, you dissect a little bit more into this into the scripture, into the text. Who is John? He's a major prophet. Right. Yes, he's a major prophet. No. Wait, he's not a major prophet. No, John is was... a revelator. John, who is that? John, <laughs> John was one of the disciples. <sighs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the Gospels. I thought those were the major prophets, though. No, the major prophets are Jeremiah, Isaiah. Ezekiel, some say Daniel. It's <laughs> all right. I thought, well, because I thought. Say Sunday school. I, <laughs> Just say Sunday school. Su- Sunday school. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's the gospels. I was. I thought they were the major prophets, and then there were the minor prophets, like Micah and Jonah and, and yeah, all those. those. The minor, those are not minor. That's Old Testament. John is in New Testament. Yes, that, Ma- that Matthew, I knew. Mark, the Luke. first four books in New Testament. John, John is a part of that. I know. He's a gospel writer, and he's the writer of Revelation. So he's seen as the revelator, the self-proclaimed disciple that Jesus loved. And he put him on the island of Patmos. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know a little something about John. I didn't know it was a major prophet, though. It's not considered as a major prophet. Sorry, John. I tried to tried to give you some cred. (laughs) Um, But so so tell us a little bit about John. um, Well, we know about him, but like now. But what's going on in in chapter nine here? Yeah. So here Jesus is uh, just telling, talking to his disciples. Um, He says, yo. He's giving them pretty much this is his purpose of coming and what he what he's going to do, what he should be doing. He said, I must work the works of him who has sent me while it is day. For when night comes, no man can work, can work. I'm sorry. And so that's uh, I think that speaks to what I was trying to um, explain in the speech. That. One day must be focused on today. Because if we don't focus on one day today, uh, we'll miss it when it comes. And so Jesus says, I must work while sun is shining, right? Mm-hmm. Because that is equating to life. And um, when night comes, it equates to what? Darkness. Mm-hmm. And so that equates to death. So I must work while I have light because when it comes dark, then I am dead. And when I'm dead, I cannot work. So I'm going to take advantage of every moment of light by working because the Father has sent me. I must work the works of him who has sent me, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's our goal as individuals. And I think this applies to uh, Christians and non-Christians, that we must do the work um, to help others, do the work. Um, to help ourselves do the work, um, to be able to uh, be engaged with community, we must do the work while we have the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to come a time where we won't. And yeah. then we don't want to live with the shoulda, coulda, woulda's, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what's going on in the text. And and looking at that, I'll just um, look at how uh, um, a farmer, before they had modern day machinery, you know, yeah. They wake up early in the morning before the daylight and get to work so that they can take advantage of every moment of daylight. Because mm. once once the sun goes down, now it's time to go to sleep. Yeah. Because there's no work that can be done because you can't see because can't there see. were no lights, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's what Jesus is saying, and that's what I was trying to convey um, to, to everyone. Um, do the work today. Yeah. Yeah, do, do the work today. Uh what I also liked is um, like the vision, right? Like what, what does that one day look like? And you identify some key uh, Madison folks uh, who, are, who are doing these things. Dr. Ruben Anthony, Dr. Gloria Lanson Billings, Vanessa McDowell Atlas. Atlas. Yeah. Did she get My you? Bad. Somebody did. Mm-hmm. Add that Atlas. Yes. She's married. <laughs> She's married now. <laughs> Uh, Kaleem Kerr, <laughs> Dr. Alex Gee, Jack Daniel, Sheila Stubbs, Carla Gaines, and then uh, Barack Obama and Kamala Harris. Right. Um, do you have you had conversations with all of these people? Have you connected with them? Like, what made what inspired you to make sure that you called them out by name? Um, just like you said, you know, connections with them, um, seeing the work that they are doing in the community, their intentionality of helping the community and helping people achieve one day themselves and 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 so their vision of one day is through their work helping others gain 
um, you know, just positive ground to be able to stand on their own two feet by themselves. And I'm seeing all of them with education, healthcare, and all the things that I really talked about in the speech. Um, and so um, those people are doing a lot of great work. And, um, and so I have relationships with all of them. Um, worked with all of them and understand, you know, except Barack, uh, President Barack Obama and Kamala Harris. I haven't worked with them as much yet. yet. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> haven't worked with them, but those other um, individuals, um, I've seen their work and seen their intentionality of, of what I call trying to help one day be a reality for, for others. Yeah. Uh, just like, uh, and you gave your own example of, of your mother's one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question, and, and I was wondering, is was her one day to get her degree or was her one day for you to get yours? Yeah. It was, so let me say it like this, though. She was, we, we moved from Clarksdale, Mississippi to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, no family, nobody up here. And we we stayed in the shelter, um, stood in pantry lines and stayed in raggedy homes and stuff like that. And my mom came here with nothing and she started working at Wendy's and she worked at Wendy's. I want to say probably more than 25 years. Mm. Um, And when she came here, she had three boys at the time and then she had another one and um, we didn't have anything. You know, I just seen her work. That's all I saw. That's all I knew. I didn't know anything about college because my mom didn't have a high school diploma. Uh, So she wasn't pushing to go to college because she had no knowledge of that. Um, When I left for the Army, when I left for the Army, um, she was still working at Wendy's. I was 19. She was still working at Wendy's. And then... um, then she she stopped working at Wendy's from a injury, and she started going to school. She got her GED. I think I was in Iraq, I want to say, or Afghanistan. I, I think I was in Iraq. She got her GED. Super proud of her, happy for her. And then um, she went to school and got her associate's degree. And it wasn't that she was pushing me to get a degree. It was me watching her push for something greater Mm. and because she was pushing for something greater it allowed me to have something greater Mm. you feel what i'm saying yeah and and so when she i finished my master's degree and she finished her associate's degree at the same time and our graduation i'm about to cry right now our graduation was on the same day and i didn't know it I didn't know that that her graduation, my graduation was on the same day until she told me at my graduation. Mm. And she was there with me, cheering me on Mm. to get my diploma uh, for achieving a master's degree and for her to work all those years, then go back and get a GED, then go back and get a social degree. And don't walk across the stage. Probably the only chance she would have had to walk across a stage and get a diploma, she forfeited that mm. to be with me. And and that passion, that love towards me, and just to see her hard work and know how much she went through to get what she had, it pushed me 
to be able to experience one day in that moment. I'm speaking at the state capitol. Yeah. Because I've noticed her drive. I've noticed her determination, her focus, her purpose. I've noticed how she's doing things. And I'm like, yo, that's how I have to go after life like my mom did. And seeing that, um, that's what pushed me to know. My one day was at that state capitol, standing in front of all of those people on, on TV, PBS, and all that type of stuff. And that was because of her push. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, I went back and listened to the speech and I cried listening to it. Like, <laughs> dang. I know. I was like, I can't cry during this speech. That's why I kept telling myself. <laughs> I'm in front of all these people. Make sure you get up here and say your little piece. Don't share no you tears. You can cry? Why nah. Not? I, I didn't want to. I'm, Re- I'm a, real I'm man a thug. cry. I'm a thug. I'm I'm a thug, right? Gang. You, you're right? asking me to confirm? I'm not. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, I see. I see thug it. life. I'm like Tupac. Mm. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, I can't cry. I can't cry. But uh, but but I went back and listened to it. I was like, dang. And it was crazy mm. that I didn't add that portion of the speech until that morning. Mm. Yeah. Mm. At like. Two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Like oh. I was asleep and I woke up and there was no, the, the speech had been on my mind. I'd been reading it all day, mm-hmm, reading mm-hmm. the last couple of days and, you know, just going through and fine tuning it. And that, that piece came to me and it was like, whoa. And mm. it touched me. Yeah. It was a powerful part of the speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at times we can keep um, speakers there like you're elevated right because you people you need to be seen you've got a microphone in front of your face we can we can elevate people and not uh and not always feel that human element and that and that connection and uh so you created that with embedding that story Mm -hmm. like you thanked her in the beginning but you you also embedding embedding that story um and i think that that makes it a lot more impactful to to see an example of of a of what a one day yeah. looks like feels like yeah because <clears throat> the, the goal and the objective was um, pointing back to the tri program we do at the juvenile detention center mm-hmm. transforming and reaching our youth and when we go there the goal is to develop a um, uh, have those kids develop some type of vision because when I was a child. All I saw was my mother working, and when I became an adult, and people were like, I'm, oh, I'm living my dream job, I'm doing my dream uh, work, I'm living in my dream house, and I'm like, yo, I never envisioned mm. being anything. I had no vision, like, yo, I want to be a doctor when I grow up, I want to be a lawyer when I grow up. I had none of that type of vision at all, and because I had none of that type of vision, none of that, uh, no vision. I really had nothing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And since and since I didn't have anything to look forward to, I didn't try anything in that moment. Because I didn't just say, this is where I'm trying to be. Yeah. Or, this is where I'm trying to go. And because of that, um, I think for many of our kids today, it's the same. They don't have any vision. And if they don't have vision, um, they're willing to take chances and make poor choices today because mm-hmm. they don't feel as if it will affect them tomorrow. Yeah. And so since I didn't have any vision, you know, um, all I saw was my mom working um, and 
making ends meet. And so that's a, that was my goal in life, get a job. I worked at Wendy's. I started working at Wendy's when I was 13 years old. My mama should be in jail right now because I was against the law. Why would you? Why me. would you? Why would you record that? <laughs> <laughs> you know this is about to go out public. Area. I think the statute of limitations is gone. So <laughs> probably. So we good. But, you know, she was a manager there, so I worked in there like 13, and so my whole high school, I was working at Wendy's, giving out free fries. No, I couldn't give out anything free. But um, she she had us working, had me working there, and. I was grateful, and you know, I was ashamed to tell people at my school that my mom worked at Wendy's. Now I look back on it, my mom, she, she probably only one had a job out of my peers. Moms probably didn't even have jobs or anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, not about, I'm thinking, uh, mom a lawyer or a teacher or something. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm embarrassed. My mom is the head manager at Wendy's, um, but. Now I'm, I'm just so thankful for her. Yeah. Um, that she, her tenacity, her fortitude is just, um, it's tremendous. Mm, that's amazing. Shout mm-hmm. out to mom. Shout out. Glow Jean. Glow Jean. Alan Pierce. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's married. She married too. Um, what I always enjoy about your writings um, is that you tie in different texts and you bring it in and it's not just you don't speak on just one thing you you overlap and you uh embed uh different themes and ideas to because you never know who's in the audience and what's going to resonate with people so that's great um so within this speech you identified three different martin luther king speeches and you wove them together and and I don't know if people who were listening, like the one when as you were doing it live, if they caught all three. Uh, but we have the I have a dream speech. We have the no name speech that happened in June 17th, 1966. Please help us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was American Dream. I think name of it was American Dream. Sure. We're going to go with American Dream. Yeah. So we have uh, I have a dream, American Dream. Uh, I have a dream, the American Dream. And then this letter from the Birmingham jail. And the mountaintop. The last. Oh, that. Oh, okay. And the mountaintops so of four, 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 four. I, don't, I didn't quote. I have a dream. I didn't quote oh, there it is. My, there it is. I didn't have it written. I didn't quote anything note. from "I Have a Dream" speech. They said, "Yeah, you didn't." But one day, that but that line is in it. What? One day is in the "I Have a Dream" speech, isn't it? One day, yeah, it is. But it wasn't. I guess it wasn't a full quote. No quote got to be how many sentences? I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm doing PhD work. You could just you could put four words together and quote it. Oh no, <laughs> rules out the window. Nah. <laughs> cool. Nah, you so referenced it. You referenced it. I just did yeah, the one day. The one day was just the theme. That's why I went off the theme for the. I that gotcha. was the theme for the day. So. And you know what? Maybe that's me. Maybe I imposed it because so many people speak about the I have a dream speech on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Right. Like that's the one that they reference. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to say I put that in there. I'm gonna, it was only three. The American Dream, mm-hmm. his letter from Birmingham Jail mm-hmm. and uh, Mountaintop. Mountaintop. Yep. Mountaintop. OK, why these two? Why these two speeches? Uh, if I'm thinking um American Dream and Mountaintop; these are uh, ascension type 
uh, goal setting speeches. But the Birmingham jail, he's he's in jail. I mean, talks about getting out, but like the the, the starting point is different. Mm-hmm. What what made you want to choose uh, these two speeches to kind of close out you know, um, yours? If you if you look at the quotes, all of them are pointing to time, and that's was the theme of the message pretty much one day. So it looked at time. So the American Dream speech was saying, um, all here and now. Uh, the Birmingham letter, he talks about how time is neutral, that it can be used destructively or constructively. And he suggests that he sometimes he feels that people that with ill will, I'm sorry, ill intentions, has used their time more mm. effectively yeah. um, than those who... Um, have goodwill. Have goodwill. And then Mountaintop is pointing to promised land, which points to one day. And so that, that was the theme of all of the speeches that were quoted talking about time and how time. And that's what's the thing that I was pretty much talking about in this whole speech is uh, time. That's why they were selected. Oh, why didn't I pick up on that? <laughs> I thought I was doing my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's good. That's mm-hmm. that's great because uh, again, like I before I posed the question, like there's just you layer and embed and 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 to to as you study, it's a study of you and how you mm-hmm. and how you write. So I continue to learn all the time. Right. So I expect this on Sunday. What? <laughs> a secret theme. A secret theme? <laughs> yeah, a secret theme. What you mean? I don't know. Like, I just found out about time. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> That's my <more> work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, those are all of the, the questions that I have for you, Pastor. Uh, I appreciate you um, taking the time to talk about this. I know typically our podcast is about the sermons and mm-hmm. i'm i'm glad we took the specific time to talk about martin luther king jr right. uh, with the capacity and the outlets that we have so uh with that um do you have any parting pastoral points for the people man i was this was like a momentous in occasion for me it was like a mountaintop experience for real and then to um have my family there mm-hmm. oh man it was just <clears throat> It was so great, you know, um, and just, you know, received so many words of encouragement and compliments and things like that. But uh, for my son and my daughter to be there to see that and experience that moment, it was very special. And and so uh, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for uh, being selected and I hope, hopefully I um, did what I was supposed to do in that moment and hopefully it's would enhance or motivate, mm. inspire people you know, to do things today to help us get to uh, one day where where we don't have all these inequalities and black people don't have to endure so much just because of the color of their skin. But that's take work. Mm-hmm. It's hard, and it's you know all those things that Dr. King talks about. Uh, if you listen to his old speeches, it's the same stuff we still endure today mm-hmm. with, with a little sugar on top right now. You know, some things like we can buy homes, mm-hmm. but yet it's still um, sometimes, you know, 
we get higher interest rates, so we don't be able to get the we're not able to get the loan. We can live where we want to, but it also comes with police pulling you over and wondering mm-hmm. why you're in that neighborhood. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we can run for office, but you still, as Barack Obama showed us, he and while giving the State of the Union, white man calling him a liar from the floor. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. And so hopefully if we all really figure out ways, how do we come together? How do we work together? How we stand together? No matter what our race is, um, I think it will be very beneficial for generations to come, to come into a world that's not filled with so much hate just because of the color of your skin. And uh, I thank Dr. King on this moment, just looking back on this moment, and like I said, listening to his speeches is um, so incredible. And um, I'm just grateful. I'm thankful. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate you. And thank you to all my people um, that came out and supported us, (laughs) 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 who was there and uh, or watched online, um, all the messages, phone calls prayers thank you so very much i appreciate it 100 percent. there we go mm-hmm. thanks uh and then <clears throat> no, <I'm> just gonna... <laughs> close out the show then close it out go ahead it's don't you, you don't you close it's it out you. i'm a guest <laughs> ah, my permanent guest my forever guest forever guest <laughs> Uh, thank you again for joining us here at MTZ Overflow. Uh, please check out our website, mtzlife.com, for updates and events. And until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. God bless. Peace. <laughs>